Brought to you by Mountaineer fans, for Mountaineer fans, the Country Road Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into Season 5, Episode 142 of the CRW Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. Flying solo again this week for our Texas Tech Preview and Predictions Edition, but we got a good show lined up. Couldn't get into the matchups, give our key to victory, give our score prediction here towards the end as we wrap up, but... Before we get into that, let's kick this thing off the way we always like to with a little off-topic babble. Alright, so off-topic babble segment here is where we kind of just like to dish on anything off-topic from WVU that we've been doing, you know, what we've been experiencing, what we've been watching. Uh, For me, as always, I'm sure most of you know, is movies, um, big cinephile, so I haven't really watched uh, too many since the past since last week's preview episode, but I did watch, well, I guess I'll uh, say I watched the 2017 game against Texas Tech for sure. Went back and watched that one. That one was a fun one. West Virginia came back from down 18 with Will Greer. And funny enough, I believe I've told this story on the podcast before, but just in case you haven't heard it, Steven and I, you know, one of the co-hosts here at the Country Roads webcast, host of the CRW Hoop Show, me and him were at that game actually in uh, 2017 and what happened was uh we would go out you know to the concourse and uh every time we would we would you know we'd be waiting for concession or whatever we we're doing that the tv set up out there we we're watching on the tv out there and something good would happen so eventually we're in the concourse and the comeback starts and so we've been in the stadium been playing terrible all game get to the late third quarter when this comeback starts and we're in the concourse watching on the tvs and so we get a little superstitious and we say we got good luck here. Let's not move from this spot. So we watched the you know rest of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter up until you know when the Mountaineers had it sealed up. We went back down you know to the stands to celebrate, but watched the entire you know not the entire but most of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter pretty much from the concourse in that 2017 comeback against Texas Tech that Will Greer led, uh, just because we felt like that's where the good luck was. Hey, you never know. Sometimes you get superstitious about your teams. You know, I try I try not to be as much as I used to be anymore, but. There's still those moments, and that was definitely one of them, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, beyond that, the only other thing that I really had time to watch uh, this past week, of course, was something that I made time for. I actually went and watched it before the game against Baylor, uh, right when it was you know first released. 
and you know missed a series or two of the game because the movie started at five. But Halloween ends, and man, is this is this movie been polarizing? Got a lot of strong opinions about it. Everyone does, and I got a lot of things I could say too personally. But number one, I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone, so I'm not going to go into detail or anything. And number two. I don't want, you know, y'all here to hear about W football, so I'm not going to spend 20 minutes talking about Halloween ends because I could talk about it for a while. But um, positives, great shot, beautiful movie. The score is awesome. Lighting's great. Acting is good. Good direction. Writing, pretty pretty good. Um, negatives, I think that this is a movie that is a entertaining movie, a good movie but i think if you're a halloween fan it is not a good halloween movie depending on what you're looking for i mean i know most people love halloween because of that 78 john carpenter original and um if you're going into this expecting you know something akin to that i'll just say temper your expectations a little bit Uh, like i said without getting into spoilers super really weird movie i mean i was sitting in the theater like what is this? Is this Halloween movie? Am I in the right theater? Am I in the right one? You know, it's it's that type of movie. But you know, I was sitting there trying to figure out if I loved it or I hated it. Once they did what they did at the end, I kind of decided that I dislike it. But that's because I'm a bit of a Halloween purist, and especially when it comes to the character of Michael Myers himself, a little protective over that, as I think most Halloween purists are. But that's all I'll say. I won't get you know go too much down that road as to why you know being protective of Michael Myers might make you dislike this movie like i said i want to keep it as spoiler free as possible but i think it's one that could grow on people potentially so we'll see i'm going to rewatch it a few times before i decide for sure right now i'm kind of 50 50 on the movie but i think it's weird enough that it's definitely worth a watch though so i mean check it out whether you're a halloween fan or not you know if you're looking for something new i say watch it it's weird and different but yeah halloweenians that's pretty much all i've watched this week uh, so i guess that will pretty much wrap us up here for off topic babble Let's dive in on Mountaineer News. All right, so Mountaineer News here. This is where we usually dish on Mountaineer football news, Mountaineer basketball news, and Mountaineer recruiting news. But as it's just me this week, we're going to stick strictly to the football news. Mountaineer football news, not too much. Um, The main one that I wanted to touch on was Dante Stills. Against Baylor, he tied the West Virginia career record for most tackles for a loss. So with his next tackle for a loss that he records this season, he will become the all-time leader at West Virginia University. So that's pretty awesome. Other than that, just wanted to provide a little bit of an injury update for the Mountaineers. Mike Olafson, unfortunately, has torn his ACL again. I think that's what we all kind of feared and were expecting with the delay of the announcement. But he will miss the rest of the season. So thoughts and prayers go out to him, and hopefully he can recover yet again. Third one that he's you know suffered in his Mountaineer career. So really string of bad luck there for that guy. And I hate to see it because he was having a good season, and he's a really talented player there at that tight end position. So hopefully he can come back strong and still finish up his Mountaineer career with a strong season in the future. Uh, Beyond that, Charles Woods, he is practicing this week, Um, hopefully on Neil Brown's radio show, you know, this Thursday night. We can find out a little bit more about that. But he said, you know, if Charles Woods does play, it's going to be a limited role. But this is a game where West Virginia could certainly use Charles Woods. So be on the lookout for him to maybe see the field again finally for the first time uh, since the very first game of the season against Pitt. 
Jordan White is healthy. Uh, Neil Brown announced that at his press conference, so that's that's good to hear as well. Wesley McCormick, who's been a starting cornerback for the Mountaineers most of the season, you know, hurt you know seventh play of the game, I believe, against Baylor is questionable for this game. Uh, Mumu Ben Mohad, who missed the Baylor game, uh, should be available to play. Uh, Coach Brown said, of course, Andrew Wilson Lamp will miss the first half of this game against Texas Tech due to targeting. And then beyond that, defensive end Sean Martin is questionable but probable uh, to get some playing time against Texas Tech. And, of course, how could I almost forget the Mountaineers' star freshman running back, C.J. Donaldson, cleared concussion protocol, good to go, and we will see him back on the field in the game against Texas Tech as well. So that's just a little brief uh, injury update there. For the Mountaineers, uh, now let's look around the rest of the Big 12 Conference, kind of see what's coming up on the conference slate. At noon in the conference, we get Kansas, who has you know a drop down to the top 25 now, but still sitting at five and two. They're traveling to Waco to take on the Baylor team that West Virginia just faced. Should be a good game there at noon on ESPN two, and then at 3:30, you get number 20 Texas heading to take on number 11 Oklahoma State, who just suffered their first loss of the season last week to. TCU, and that should be really a good one that will have very interesting implications for the rest of the Big 12 Conference as both those teams are kind of near the top and Texas could really put themselves, you know, in the battle for it if they can come out with a win against Oklahoma State, whereas Oklahoma State, you know, needs to find a win to try and stay in it after suffering a conference loss just last week. So that should be a good one to watch in an entertaining game between, you know, two of the Big 12's supposed top teams to this point and, you know, two ranked teams within the conference as well. So definitely look out for that one on ABC at 3.30. And then the night game in the Big 12, another one that's, you know, two top teams in the conference, and this one will determine the very top team in the conference, actually. And for the third consecutive week, actually, we will have the top two teams in the Big 12 conference battling to see who remains on top. Two weeks ago, we had TCU versus Kansas. TCU came out on top. Last week, we had TCU versus Oklahoma State. TCU came out on top. Now we get to see if TCU can survive again and remain the conference's top dog as they've reached top 10 in the country now, ranked 8th, and sitting undefeated in conference play, undefeated overall at 6-0. and And they'll be facing a Kansas State squad that is undefeated in conference play, but 5-1, and and they're ranked number 17 in the country. So Kansas State traveling to Fort Worth to take on TCU, 8 o'clock p.m., the night game this Saturday. That's going to be on Fox Sports 1 as well. And then, of course, the one that's of main concern to us here, and that's the West Virginia Mountaineers traveling to Lubbock to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And that's also going to be this Saturday at 3 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Yet again, second straight week, the Mountaineers play on Fox Sports 1. Both teams at 3-3. Three and three. So let's see how it's going to go. Let's get into previewing this matchup between West Virginia and Texas Tech. All right, so West Virginia heading to Lubbock, take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders in a matchup of teams that are in a very similar spot right now, both 3-3 three and three overall, both 1-2 and two in the conference, both, you know, fighting to get some respect within the conference, really. And so I think this is going to be a good matchup and is, you know, just kind of my opening thoughts for it. I think it may be a tough matchup for the Mountaineers just because of the way things line up, where... West Virginia struggles mightily in pass defense. That's Texas Tech's strength. Top pass offense in the conference. Top five pass offense nationally. So they're going to be tested in this one. 
I think for the Mountaineers, you know, if you can get Charles Woods in, even for a few snaps, it can make a world of difference. And this is a perfect game to try and get him back for us. Hopefully he's able to have some, get some playing time. And I think that if the Mountaineers secondary ever really needed to hit their stride and start to jail and step up, it's got to be this game for the Mountaineers to be able to have a chance in this one. And, you know, we found out against Baylor, the Mountaineers don't necessarily have to stop everyone and, and, you know, have great defensive numbers. But if they can be opportunistic, I think that's all this team needs to be able to win games. You know, maybe you're bending and not breaking, but if you're opportunistic, forcing, a you know, two or three turnovers a game, you're really going to give West Virginia a good chance with the offense that the Mountaineers have in this one. Such so as a bit of my brief opening thoughts. Let's dive in a little bit more specifically on the matchups here. Let's go ahead and tackle that matchup, the West Virginia defense versus the Texas Tech offense. Now, this Red Raider offense is led by offense coordinator Zach Kitley, who broke records last year as Western Kentucky's offensive coordinator. Very smart offensive mind. Bailey Zappi, who you see, broke all kinds of NCAA records last year. And now you see that quarterback, Bailey Zappi, playing for the New England Patriots and doing a great job. So we know Zach Kitley knows the passing game. We know he can develop quarterbacks. And he's shown that as well at Texas Tech. As Texas Tech started the season with Tyler Show playing quarterback, he goes down. Donovan Smith takes over. They elect to go with the young guy, Baron Morton, who looks great. So they have three guys there. They can all really spin it. The offense doesn't change with, change with any one of them. Expecting to see more Baron Morton for the Mountaineers because I think he's the guy that has the most arm talent and the most potential highest ceiling for the Red Raiders. So I think the Mountaineers will see him. But don't discount Donovan Smith coming in, especially short yardage quarterback run game. He's a really big guy and can help them a lot there. So could see both those guys. Don't discount seeing multiple quarterbacks uh, in this one. Texas Tech can definitely do that, and they do that successfully as well. Additionally, all three of those quarterbacks are capable of running the football. You know, I mentioned Smith and short yardage packages because of his size, but they will call some things for Baron Morton as well, and he can run the football and move a little bit with his feet also. So be on the lookout for that. As far as people catching the passes for the Red Raiders, they've got a you know litany of good receivers, you know, White, uh, Price, Bradley, can all hurt you. And then, of course, their deep threat, Trey Cleveland, has made a lot of plays this year. So, you know, they got four or five guys there that can really hurt you in the pass game, and they'll they'll play eight, nine receivers, and they spread the ball around. All those guys get catches. You know, no one's really dominant as far as catches or yards and their statistical comparisons there as far as their wide receivers go. And even their running backs get involved a lot in the pass catching game as they do sling it around a lot, as Texas Tech has kind of been known to do ever since the Mike Leach days. But, you know, running game for Texas Tech, um, usually pretty good, especially against the Mountaineers. It has seemed to be both of the running backs that Texas Tech employs, Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks, have hurt the Mountaineers in the past. And both are really talented. So the Mountaineers, despite the fact that Texas Tech is going to lean pass heavy, they still have to, you know, maintain their gap assignments, maintain their lanes, uh, know their role, and be able to hit their run fits to be able to stop this Texas Tech rushing offense as well when they decide to run it because they can get that going as well. They're not one-dimensional. They just lean pass heavy and are more successful with that, but they can run the football and will run the football as well. So the Mountaineers got to be prepared for all things. And the main thing the West Virginia Mountaineers need to be prepared for in this game, the main thing that concerns me most about this Texas Tech offense is this Red Raider offense moves fast. I mean, at a rapid rate, you'll see on Saturday, but I've had a chance to tune into a couple other games briefly, a little bit when they played Texas, and then again when they played Oklahoma State. And I know against Texas, they ripped off over 100 plays when I was listening to them play 
Oklahoma State, they ran over 60 plays in just the first half. I mean, that's a full game for some teams, 60 plays. They ran 60 plays in one half, and these guys snap it quick. I mean, they will, they'll they'll get up there and, and be ready to snap the ball as soon as it's set by the officials. So the Mountaineers got to be ready, can't be looking around. You know, sometimes maybe substitute less in this game, play more base packages, more base coverages just to keep it simple so you can get your guys set up and they know where they are. Because not only is Texas Tech going to go fast, but they're not going to put a lot of things that they've shown on tape. According to our coaching staff, Texas Tech is really good at adjusting their game plan week to week, different route trees, different pass concepts. And that's one of the reasons that they're so successful on offense is you can't get a beat on them up to this point. So hopefully the Mountaineers are able to figure some things out. But the main thing I think for this defense to be successful is, number one, be opportunistic, as I mentioned earlier. But number two, I think get lined up, be ready, don't let the tempo hurt you because you're going to see by far the fastest tempo you've seen this season and probably the fastest tempo you will see for the remainder of the season in this game against Texas Tech. So. That's one of the things to be on the lookout as far as that side of the ball. Flipping over to the other side of the ball, where we look at the West Virginia offense against this Red Raider defense. And while this hasn't been a bad Texas Tech defense, there is one area where they have struggled that I think could be the Mountaineers' main advantage in this game and should be the place where they try and attack Texas Tech, and that's run defense, actually. Texas Tech giving up 147 rushing yards per game so far this season, and we know that the West Virginia Mountaineers, that has really been their bread and butter this season, is being able to run the football, and when they have, their offense has been so much better. They've been able to run the game run the football in almost every game this season essentially almost 200 plus yards in every game outside of the one game where they couldn't against Texas and that's where the offense had their worst performance of the season I think due to that fact of not being able to run the football well in that game so hopefully fingers crossed the Mountaineers are able to continue to run the football against this Texas Tech defense and I think they will be able to you know, you get Tony Mathis coming off a career day. His confidence should be a soaring Justin Johnson played a great game. He should be confident as well. And then C.J. Donaldson coming back from injury should be hungry and humble and ready to go and get back out there and attack this defense as well. So I'm hoping the Mountaineers have a big day running the football against the Red Raiders. And if they do, it's really going to give them a great chance in this football game. Uh, passing defense has been a little bit better for Texas Tech. They've actually been a little bit stingy there. They're only giving up 220 a game, I believe. Uh, Person or Pearson, however you say it, there at corner for them has two interceptions, and they are you know opportunistic throughout the season. Whereas West Virginia was, you know, last week they've kind of been doing that throughout the season. But the way this defense is set up under defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter, been around college football for a long time, former head coach of Fresno State, is they're going to blitz you. Uh, they're going to bring a lot of pressure, and they're going to put their corners on islands. You know, they may have safety help at times, but a lot of time it's going to be man-to-man. So something that West Virginia hasn't really seen too much of since probably the first game of the season against Pitt. West Virginia's going to have to win some one-on-ones on the outside in this one if they want to have success in the passing game. But I'm really confident in West Virginia to be able to do that with what we've seen from BFW, Sam James, Caden Prather, and the like this season, especially Caden Prather coming off a career day. So it's going to be interesting to see how Texas Tech schemes that. I know that they're, you know, they're probably blitz-heavy, play a you know, decent amount of man coverage, but I don't think they can really shade over to Bryce Ford Wheaton after they saw what you know, Caden Prather did last week. And if they try and devote too much to both those guys, the the guys in the middle, specifically Sam James and Reese Smith, are going to have to have, you know, big games over the middle if they're watching, you know, Prather and Ford Wheaton on the outside. But that's the one good thing I think about this Mountaineer offense is you can focus on taking something away, but they have a lot of counters and a lot of other people that can hurt you besides just one per- person, you know, passing game-wise. If you want to take BFW away, Prather will make plays. If you want to 
take away those outsides. Sam James can make plays over the middle. And then, you know, if you want to play a light box, the West Virginia run game will, will really hurt you. So I think the Mountaineer offense is, you know, pretty much pick your poison this season. I have a lot of confidence in the West Virginia offense up to this point, and I think they can have a good game against Texas Tech, and I think that they're really going to need to have a good game against Texas Tech because this is one that could be a shootout, especially with how Texas Tech plays, going super fast on offense, going forward on fourth down a lot on offense. The West Virginia Mountaineers are going to need to make plays on offense themselves and score some points to be able to stay in this football game and be able to have a chance to win this football game at the end. So that's just kind of a brief look of the matchups, the West Virginia offense versus the Texas Tech defense and vice versa, the West Virginia defense versus the Red Raider offense. So that being said, talked about the matchups a little bit. I guess it's time. Let's dive in with our key to victory and our score prediction for this one. All right, let's start off with our key to victory in this one. For me, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, like I said, I think that this Texas Tech pass offense is very good, and we've seen the West Virginia pass defense be quite the opposite. So I'm a little worried there about what the Texas Tech pass offense and Texas Tech offense has the ability to do to West Virginia's defense if they're not opportunistic, doesn't don't get lined up and maybe don't get Charles Woods to play a few snaps. I think if Charles Woods can play a little bit in the secondary, it can change the dynamic of this game, at least because at least you almost shut down one side of the field with Charles Woods back, especially depending on if he's fully healthy, I guess. But with how worried I am about this Texas Tech offense and how they can you know hurt this West Virginia secondary specifically, I think my key to victory in this one has to be ball control for the West Virginia offense. You've got to control the ball. I think the West Virginia offense needs to – slow the game down in this one, take their time, have some long methodical drives, keep that Texas Tech offense off the field as much as you possibly can. So that means, you know, success in the run game. The offensive line going to have to have just as good a performance as they did last week against Baylor in that top run defense against the Texas Tech defense this week. They've got some good players on the defensive line, specifically number 19 there for them. It's a great pass rusher, but I think, you know, you – we're hungry to show against the you know the top run defense in the league that you could do something against Baylor. I don't think you can come out against Texas Tech and you know just kind of rest on your laurels after doing that just because Texas Tech's run defense isn't nearly as good as Baylor's. You have to come out with that same effort because the Mountaineers are going to need it and need to run the football in this one and control the clock to be able to win the game. I think. I think the recipe for success for the Mountaineers in this one: win the turnover battle, win time of possession. And, of course, you know, rush for over 100 yards as a team. Neil Brown, 16-2 and two at West Virginia when the Mountaineers rush for over 100 yards. So, hopefully the way they'll be able to do that against Texas Tech in this one because the Mountaineers are going to really need it. I think if the Mountaineers have a path to victory, it's controlling the ball, keeping the Texas Tech offense off the field, grinding out some long methodical drives that end in points. Having said that, I guess it's that time. It's prediction time. For me in this one, it's – I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I truly do. Um, I know a lot of people are concerned, as as probably they are have right to be, that the Mountaineer pass defense, you know, they're a little scared about this matchup with this high-powered Texas Tech offense with fast tempo and one of the best passing offenses in the country. But hopefully the Mountaineers are up to the challenge. But more importantly, I think the Mountaineer offense has shown more than capable to play in shootouts, to play in low-scoring affairs, to control the ball, to speed up tempo, you know, whatever the offense has to do, they've shown the ability to be able to do that 
uh, thus far this season. So I do like the Mountaineers' chances in this game. I know Neil Brown is probably hungry to finally get a win over Texas Tech. Hasn't beaten them since, you know, he became the coach at West Virginia. The Mountaineers have struggled in Lubbock. You know, the Mountaineer offense coordinator Graham Harrell uh, being – one of the greatest of all time Texas Tech football players. Maybe that'll help the Mountaineers a little bit more this time than in the past. Maybe he can give them some some tidbits, some nuggets that can really help them in this one. And that's kind of what I'm hoping because I think, you know, for the first time in a, in a couple weeks, I'm going to pick the West Virginia Mountaineers to win this game. I, I don't know why. Call me crazy. I just got a gut feeling that the Mountaineers are going to come out on top, which, you know, it could go one way, could go another always, right? But – I think that they're going to do enough on offense, control the ball, and, and run the football well enough to keep that Texas Tech offense off the field. And I think maybe when that offense is off the field, you frustrate them a little bit. And maybe they force some things on that Texas Tech offense. And the West Virginia Mountaineer defense continues the opportunistic ways they showed against Baylor last week. So I'm going to pick a Mountaineer victory with a few caveats. Mountaineers run for over 100 yards. Mountaineers win time of possession. And the Mountaineers force two turnovers. And if they do that, if they do those three things, then I've got the Mountaineers coming out on top in this one, 38 to 34. All right, so having said that, I guess that will pretty much wrap us up here on Season 5, Episode 142 of the CRW Podcast, our Texas Tech Preview and Predictions Edition. Really appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you're tuned in on the video side here on YouTube or Facebook, and that's whether you're tuning in on our YouTube here at the Country Roads Webcast or you're tuning in to the WV Sports Now YouTube channel as we are a part of the WV Sports Now Network over there on the Sports Now family of networks, and we're really appreciative of those guys. But if you're watching the video version on our YouTube channel or the WV Sports Now YouTube channel while you're in here, before you head out, if you would, scroll down, hit that thumbs up button there, give us that like. That'll help this video's performance and help future videos' performances as well. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer football content out to Mountaineer Nation. And if you're listening on the audio side of the podcast version here, we're available on any podcast platform you prefer. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, leave us a rating. That really helps the show there as well and helps the future performances of future episodes there as well. Having said that, the only thing that really wanted to get into plugging-wise, of course, is the reaction show. Immediately following the game against Texas Tech, we will go live with our reaction show there on the Voice of College football page there on YouTube and the West Virginia Mountaineers at the Voice of College football page there. So with a 3 o'clock kick, we should be starting the postgame show by 7 p.m. So after you watch the game, come back to YouTube here. Go to the Country Roads webcast channel or go to the Voice of College football channel or go to the West Virginia Mountaineers at the Voice of College Football channels. That's three different channels you can watch it on. No reason not to come in, watch an immediate post-game reaction show. And not only that, there's a chat box right there. You can jump in, give us your thoughts. We'll talk about it with you and just kind of go through the results of the seventh game of the 2022 West Virginia football season altogether. And that's always fun, and we really enjoy that. So, hey, check out this preview before the game. During the game, head on over to the Country Roads webcast Twitter. If you're watching on the video version, it's on the screen. If you're on the audio version, it's at WVU Country Roads for some live in-game tweets. And then immediately following the game, hop back right on YouTube and check out the Country Roads webcast post-game show there at the Voice of College Football. So, hey, plenty of ways to, you know, tune into, uh, to, into us on game day as there is, you know, throughout the rest of the season as well. And we will have plenty of content following the game 
coming up, not only here on the podcast, but also on the YouTube channel as well with some YouTube exclusive things. So be sure and subscribe to us here on the podcast, Country Roads Webcast, and over on YouTube there, Country Roads Webcast. But appreciate you guys tuning in any way that you choose to do so. We really appreciate it. Can't thank you guys enough as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads Webcast community throughout Mountaineer Nation and grow the West Virginia brand bigger and better here on YouTube, as that is one of the main goals. That being said, as always, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go. Mountaineer. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...